This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. Some cars are comfy on the inside but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. I'm Brian Goldfinger of Goldfinger Injury Lawyers. Accidents happen, and when they do, you'll want a lawyer who will stand up to the insurance company and fight for your rights. In case of emergency, have this name in your back pocket, Goldfinger, Brian Goldfinger. Visit goldfingerlaw.com and get us working for you. Hello and welcome to the final Raptors reaction podcast of the season. After uh, 97 of these, uh, we are finally over. And the last one was, you know, about as rough as it could get. Um, I mean, you know, as Raptors fans, we've seen a lot of shameful shit. But this is some shameful shit. The Raptors getting swept uh, in the series. And, and not just getting swept, but uh, at losing the game by 35 points. And uh, joining me to eulogize the season is Harsh. Yo, I'm, I'm honored that I'm here f- for the last game of the season. Buddy, you were here for the best game of the season, which was, <laughs> like, slandering <laughs> LeBron in a Honda, no, in oh. a Hyundai, in Mississauga, and now we're here in the worst of times, man. I think I think it was basically karma coming back to bite us in the ass. We were, we got too happy after that. No, no, I, 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 I'm going to take the opposite approach. We weren't happy enough, man, because as Raptors fans, you have to celebrate the regular season moments, because you just know it's not going to happen to you in the playoffs, man. You just know it's not going to happen. <sighs> it's rough. Buddy. <laughs> I mean, where do you even start with this game, man? The Raptors lost every single quarter. Yep. JV was our best player. Yeah, uh, he was. No slander Probably. JV at all, man. No slander. DeMar got kicked out of the game. <laughs> Oh, Kyle yeah. Lowry have five points. <laughs> this man makes $30 million and he had five points. Yo, Zito, where's your brother at, man? I need to see your brother talk about his five points. Five points. Yeah, that was, that was, it was not a great night. It was not a great night. Oh my god, look at the stat lines, man. <laughs> Up and down the page. Like. Yo! JV played 16 minutes and he led the team at scoring. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck, man. 
no, Bebe played. Yo, yo, oh my god, I've forgotten that Bebe played two minutes in the end of the second quarter after Surge got into foul trouble, I think, and Bebe promptly was on minus 10 in two minutes. He, We legit lost the game in that stretch. I mean, no, we lost the game when we, before we came into the season. We tipped off, yeah, that's true. <laughs> before the series, bro. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're here. We're, we're here. here. Season's, now. season's here over, baby. Now. Yeah. Yeah. After 59 wins, that's how it ends. That's a trash loss, man. What is it, 35 points? God damn. Dude, this game ended with Jose Calderon spraying the Uzi on us. Two points. <sighs> but a painful two up. points. Wow, only two points? I, I, to be honest, I wasn't watching most of the second, the fourth quarter. I was writing the ten things, but yeah. it felt like Jose was killing us. Two points though. Okay. Had like multiple putbacks and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't great. It was a bad loss. It was a bad. Loss. I, you know, I, if I could take another loss like game three, this one was uh, not good. Okay. Here I, I'm seeing on my timeline right now. Raptors become first number one seed in 49 years to be swept before the conference finals. Wow. I'm going I'm to I'm click that link to see uh, who was the who was that other team, actually. The other team was... <laughs> man. What am I looking at? I, I don't even know. Oh, the, the, the Baltimore Bullets. Good. It's good. The team is no longer called the Bullets, and it's no longer in Baltimore. So that's how long it's been. Um, I mean, you know, the one thing I took away from this game was Demar was having such a bad game, uh, and then instead of like I don't know lashing out at LeBron, which you can understand because LeBron's been killing them, or like lashing out at George Hill who was killing them, like George Hill was just driving coast to coast for wide open layups, lashing out at Kevin Love because you know Kevin Love elbowed him and stuff like that in the head. You know, lashing out at J.R. Smith. I don't know, throw a bowl of soup at him or something. Kyle Korver even, because Kyle Korver, you know, killed us. Nope. DeMar decides to take out his anger on Jordan Clarkson. Oh, man. Yeah. That what was, are you doing? It's, DeRozan had his three worst games of the season in terms of plus-minus in mm. this series. Mm. The three worst ones of the season. Mm. Minus 29 tonight. Yeah, it was not great. He didn't play two consecutive fourth quarters, basically. Yeah, well, this one wasn't by choice. Well, I mean, maybe it was by choice. Maybe he just decided to dip. Yeah. <laughs> got an early shower, got on the bus, probably on the flight already. Can I be honest with you? This man showed up to the game in a uh, Despicable Me outfit, like head to toe. Yeah. And, and we were losing that shit, bro. How do you respond to an eight-point game where you mentioned the fourth quarter uh, by wearing Despicable Me to the game? Yeah, I mean, look, the fit is fire, but you can't not, be wearing that when nah, you're come getting on. swept. Don't, you can't be wearing that when you're getting swept. Don't tell me this man's fit was fire, all right? That was a fire fit. I'm sorry, bro. He looked like a giveaway at Wonderland. That's fine. <laughs> That's, That's not fine. fine, bro. That's not fine. It is not fine, man. Uh, I mean, yeah, there's not too much to say about this game it's in so particular. It's so deflating, man. Like, it's... Because, uh, like, 
I don't know if you're, I guess you could be stupid and, and I don't know. I don't even know if it's stupid, but you could talk yourself into this idea that they showed progress after last year, but mm. did they really? Like, if you look at it overall, did they really? Like, they haven't beaten the Cavs in the playoffs since, what, 2016 now, and they faced them in three consecutive years? Since LeBron said, I've been in a lot of adverse situations and this wasn't one of them, the Cavs have won the next 10. Yep. And, like, Bismack Biombo was on the team the last time they beat the Cavs in the playoffs. I miss Bismack, man. Every time we play the Cavs, I miss Bismack. It's weird because, like, the Cavs are obviously a tough – matchup-wise, it's, it's a nightmare, but also, like – losing like getting swept and losing by 35 like at some point it becomes about more than just matchups yeah i mean here's the thing man look the raptors don't even like look like a competent basketball team when they lose to the cavaliers whereas like (laughs) everyone else loses but they at least look somewhat confident although i must remind everybody that the boston celtics were down like 110 to 60 and like 70 to 29 yeah they're down 50 points they were straight up down 50 points last season all right Whatever, it's a different team. I actually think the Celtics could take a game or two off the Cavs this year. Um, but, like, even simple things, like the Cavaliers would just set, like, a split cut out of the corner or in the middle of the floor where Love would screen for Corver or Corver screen for Love. And every single time, they would get an open layup, they get an open three, or they would get into the post with a switch and they would score that way, or, you know... If they wanted, like, here's the thing, they, they even make LeBron work, man. Like, LeBron had great numbers in this series, but except for that game winner in game three, LeBron didn't have to work. LeBron was just chilling. Le- like, what did LeBron do in this series? He just, like, stood in the post, passed the guys who were wide open, he got his teammates going, got them all confidence, and then, you know, at the end of the game, he just decided, I'm gonna take some crazy fadeaways and make some highlights. Like, he hit one from behind the backboard today, fading away, falling over. Yep. That the one against Siakam? Yeah. That was rude. Yeah. Yeah. Siakam's Siakam's are LeBron stop. <laughs> yep. Um what do you want to talk about in terms of the series at large? Which three Raptors were you well, least embarrassed by? Yeah, I, like sorry, I'm just trying to like gather my thoughts. Like there's just yeah, it's it's a it's a rough way to go out, man. Like so. 60 wins? Like, let's not call it 59. That's a 61 season. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> like, yes. 60. That's 60 wins. JB yes. should have got fouled on that Milwaukee game, and we should have had a 17 game win streak, and yes. yeah, we won 60 games. Okay. Keep They're on. a 60 win team. Mm-hmm. Got swept in the first round. And the only people I feel good about coming out of this series is OG. Shout out OG. JV and Lowry. Yep. And that's it. Do you even feel good about Lowry? I do feel good about Lowry, man. Like, it's like, remember your tweet thread from last game? It's like, man, it's not his fault he's being overextended into a role that he's not fit for. Yeah. You know, he's a number like, three guy. Yeah, he's a number three guy, and, and depending on who the number one guy is, I could see him being a good number two guy. Like, mm. okay. he still gave us, like, a vintage Lowry performance in game, what was it, game three? Yep. Like, he went toe-to-toe with LeBron, like, in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Sure. And like, obviously, <laughs> he obviously has limitations, but I thought like overall, this playoffs, this playoff run for him was a big step up from what we've seen in the past. Yeah, definitely, man. Hey, listen, if there's one guy in the Raptors you can't slander for the playoffs this year, it's Kyle Lowry. And I'm happy. You know what? I'm more happy for Kyle Lowry as opposed to just like happy about his performance overall. Because look, look what Lowry did in the playoffs. He shot 51 percent from the field. 
He shot 44% from three. Um, he had 8.5 assists per game. And he averaged 17 points. That's pretty good. And he played great defense in the first series against Beal. You know? Like, I don't know yep. what else you could ask for Kyle. Like, that's, that's, that's the height of Kyle's performance. And I'm happy that he was able to actually translate his regular season performance into the playoffs. I just think that, like, the issue with Kyle is just that, you know, he can't elevate his game beyond what it is. And that's not a surprise. I mean, this man's like six feet tall. Exactly. Listen, he's and doing what he can. He's doing what he can. He's not overly skilled. He kind of just is super smart and tries really hard. So, yeah. Um, so Lowry, Jonas, man, I really like, I really am excited about Jonas mm-hmm. in a way that I never thought I would be. Like just the growth in his game, like not just, not just the ability to score, but really like, um, understanding situations, like making the right pass, like understanding when he has a mismatch and going at it, um, doing work in the short role, even defensively, like he's, he's not a complete turnstile anymore, which is helpful because he does so much for you on the offensive end. He opens so many passing lanes just by his screening and his presence. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited to see Jonas next year. Like, I feel like he's one of the few guys that's dependable, and and you know what you're gonna get night to night for the most part. Um, and then OG and OG is, we didn't even like going into the season, we didn't even know when we'd see him again. We thought we might not see him again until the turn of the year, and here he was starting almost every single game this year, playing really good defense, mm-hmm. showing that he can shoot already at, at the age of 20, not even a year removed from ACL surgery. Like, yeah, I, I'm excited to see what he can turn into. I don't want to, you know, I don't think we want to saddle him with ridiculous expectations, but we saw that NBA math tweet where, you know, in terms of points added and points saved on defense and offense, he's, he's right up there with the best rookies in the league. So, mm. There's a lot to be excited about with OG. Everybody else, man, it's tough. <laughs> it's tough, man. Like Siakam, Siakam had some moments, so I'm not gonna give him a hard time. Like, sure, he had a tough start to the Washington series, and then he closed it pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, Pertle was, was game six. Pertle was trash. Pertle was awful all playoffs, man. Pertle was trash. DeRozan, oof. I oh. I don't know if we want to talk about DeRozan, but. Nah, we could talk about that another time, really. CJ Miles. Ugh. Hey, yo, shout out to CJ Miles for waking up randomly in the in the <laughs> in game four, actually. He, like, had a couple of drives to the rim, with, like, burst, and he finished layups. And I was yeah. like, word, you could do this? It's like, oh, this is what you were supposed to be as a prospect. Yep. Uh, Serge Ibaka, god damn. Dogs. <laughs> Serge Ibaka. <laughs> yo, one of the greatest, <laughs> one of the greatest scams ever, man. <laughs> Delon Wright was invisible this entire series. Fred Van Vliet has a bum shoulder. Yo, Fred Van Vliet, as much as I love the man, he shot 35% in this series, man. Yeah, it was not great. It's It was a really rough series all around. Like, really, really rough. Like, I mm-hmm. honestly, am I missing anyone? I feel like those are the three guys who had a good series. What, and Larry? good is, like, relative. Like, yeah, like, all, no, all of it is relative. <laughs> OG, <laughs> JV, and Larry. Yeah, I mean, the, the sad part about that is... uh I mean, with Lowry, he's just like OG. You can feel good about like he's gonna get better. Everything's gonna be fine, right? Lowry is getting older, um, and who knows who is gonna be beside him next year? Chances are pretty good they bring it all back, but it obviously is gonna take a bit of you know a, a sales job both to the players uh, and also to the fan base. Uh, 
But, you know, who knows what happens with him next season. And then JV, I mean, like, as much as I agree with you, man, JV has improved a lot. Um, just improved. He's not necessarily a different player, but he's just, like, become better at everything he does. Like, that's what Zach Lowe said uh, on the low post. Uh, and, and, like, I completely agree. Like, that's 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 what happened with JV this year. Um, but at the same time, you look at it, and it's just like, if the Raptors were to make a trade for that third guy, they're probably trading JV for that third guy. I don't think they should do that, though. I don't think they should do it either right now, to be honest. Because once you get rid of JV, you need to have JV again. Like, you've seen what happened to the offense when JV wasn't there. Because Serge is such a waste, and Jakob can't play in the playoffs. Um, and then who else do you really have in the front court, right? Like, the Raptors baby. don't... <laughs> yo, baby, yo, baby. <laughs> B- baby, my guy, listen. Oh, my executor... My, my executor friend, bro, it's over for you. It's, it was fun. You had some moments. You you sang uh, karaoke in the car. You sang Michael Jackson in the car with Bruno and Bismack. But nah, man, you and your cheese string head have to go and take your talents to Real Madrid or what? Where, I mean, I, I wish Bebe well, man. I love Bebe. I do. It's just when I saw Bebe in tonight's game, <laughs> yo, it broke my heart, man. It broke my heart. Why did Bebe play? Seeing yo, he was a well. minus ten, dude. Every time they were passing him the ball on the four on three, he was just like, uh, I, I, I don't know, and he would turn the ball over and then be terrible on defense. Like, dog, <laughs> <laughs> so many. Yeah, I mean, dude, like he had, he had one foul. Fault. He had one foul and three pointer, and one like horrible turnover that led to a three pointer in his two minutes on the floor. Oh, of that man. minus ten, like. Six of those are directly his points. Yep. Directly off bad passes where the Cavs just scored an open three. Yeah. Um, the big question, I think, out of this series is DeMar. Like, we, we, we talked about it, but the fact that this man ended the year like this. I and, mean, look, DeMar had improved so much of his game. He became a like, the, the three-point shooting was always whatever. Like, if he hit some cool whatever, it was never, like, a reliable part of his game. But the, the passing and the way he approached games was just – it was different, you know? Like, it was different. He wasn't forcing as many shots. He's getting other people involved. He's better at the playmaking um, out of the pick-and-roll than ever. Like, him and JV got some chemistry. But came time for the playoffs. It didn't really quite matter, especially in this series, man. I mean, a lot of why the Raptors lost was because DeMar lost his head. He couldn't really play defense. And then offensively, like, dude, we, he got covered by J.R. Smith in single coverage with um, Kevin Love behind him. And he couldn't – he put up 17 points a game. And then he got ejected. So you, you got to ask some questions of DeMar for sure. Yeah, I mean – I, I, it's it's weird because it's not his fault that he's not as good as <laughs> like a LeBron caliber player, like a superstar caliber player. But I think where he really hurts them is like like in this series especially where they needed to to like the Cavs wanted to slow the pace down, mm. and DeRozan was just pounding the ball into the floor and just taking 18 seconds off the shot clock every single time. It's like man. We can't play this like methodical style against these guys. Like we have to attack, we have to run at them, we have to be more aggressive, and that's not really his game, right? Mm. And then on the other side of the floor, it's like, well, first of all, he can't play off the ball at all. Like mm. when, if he's on the floor, he needs to have the ball in his hands, mm. right? So it kind of diminishes the rest of the team in that way. Um, and on the other end of the floor, 
uh, you can't like I I just find it really hard to justify having a wing player who's that big of a liability on defense. Like yeah. it's just tough. It's just tough if you're if you're taking up one of those two three four spots, and you not only can you not guard other positions, you can't guard your own position. Mm-hmm. That's just tough, man. Like if you can't overcome a J.R. Smith matchup, like like you have to find ways to hide DeRozan every single time. Yep. It's tough. It's like it's really tough. Like it, like mm-hmm. especially you can you juxtapose that with someone like Lowry, where he's small, but at the very least he's going to give you physicality and he's going to give you some sort of intelligence and, mm-hmm. and tenacity and rebounding and and holding his position when somebody's posting up on him or whatever. Like. There, there are things that he'll do to still be a positive contributor on defense, and nobody's asking Demar to be all world. But like, just be confident, how are, bro. How are you this bad? Like, and how are you this bad? The thing is, like, he can be good when he decides to be, but like, he decided to be good on defense for like maybe ten minutes of the series. Right. Like, what you're supposed to expect from your superstar is structure, right? You look, I mean, again, you don't have to compare everyone to LeBron, but LeBron is the perfect example, and so is someone you could follow. Look at the way LeBron structured and organized his team. He controlled the tempo explicitly. He never let the Raptors get on a run. He, like, was so instrumental in setting up everybody around his team, and then when he needed to, he scored all the clutch baskets, right? Like, you're never going to do everything LeBron does. LeBron is LeBron. But at least as a superstar, maybe do, like, you know, nine of the ten things he does, eight of the ten things, six of the seven, ten things. DeRozan plays the game on his own terms. And that, right. That, that's just what it is, man. He's it's, it's like a it's like Westbrook. It's a little bit like Westbrook, where he imposes a ceiling on like the game that's being played. And look, man, Demar deserves so much credit for expanding his game throughout the years. He's shown such loyalty to the franchise. I'm not speaking on any of that. Him as a person, in terms of how he carries himself, I love it. Like he's as good of an ambassador as you could possibly wish for for the Raptors. This year, he even got involved with the mental health initiative, which is phenomenal. Um, he's had to deal with a lot of family tragedies. I'm not speaking about the man as a person whatsoever. He is great. He's done a great thing for the franchise. But in terms of just strictly as the player, the Raptors have always needed more from DeMar. And that's the same. It's the same every year. The Raptors need more from DeMar. And he has great moments. Like, I don't think the Raptors, you know, I, the Raptors might not even have been Washington if DeMar didn't score, like, 30 points in the first three quarters of Game 5 on, like, 15, 16 shots. Like, yep. DeMar was great. He carried them, and the Raptors, you know, won the fourth quarter without him for the most part, and that's cool. But, like, DeMar was was pivotal in that series. But, I mean, like, dude, you just you can't – this is not enough. This is not enough. And part of the reason why the Raptors are not enough is because they lack a number one guy. They, they and Demar is supposed to be the number one guy, but beyond scoring, like he does not do that. And really, even if you look at the scoring, it's not enough. Like look in the series, man, seventeen points. Like that falls on him. It does. I know he got. It's not his fault. I mean, I guess it's his fault. He got benched in the fourth quarter in Game Three, and him getting kicked out with a frustration foul in Game Four. But like, it doesn't matter, man. It's not enough. He didn't do enough. And when you look back on previous playoff series, Demar has consistently not done enough. And that's not his fault. It's like the Kyle Lowry thing. Really these guys are best suited as number two and number three. Right. Right. But man. I think where I think where DeMar is uniquely difficult to, to pigeonhole is just because he can't be a supporting player. He exact he needs the ball in his hands. Like it's the, and this is why, you know, when when people have the Lowry versus DeRozan discussion, it's like people always overlook the fact that 
Lowry, the, the thing that makes him amazing is that he kind of seamlessly fits into this this team because he's he can play a support role. He can play off the ball. He can do the dirty work. He can, like, run around screens and spot up for open jumpers. He doesn't need to dribble the ball, really, to be effective. Like, and that's the beauty of, of Kyle Lowry. And that's where DeRozan falls short, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's fine if you don't have the skill set to be a number one, but you've got to develop that support role skill set, too, and, and he just doesn't have that. And, and maybe that's not his fault. He did, his jump shot isn't good enough. Like, that, the, that stuff he can't really help. But the cutting, that stuff isn't there. The defense, that stuff isn't there. The switchability, he doesn't, he doesn't do enough. Yeah, that that's just what it is, man. He doesn't he doesn't do enough, and I want to give him every opportunity to continue expanding his game. But like realistically, we're in like year nine and stuff. Like, Jerusalem's like going to be twenty nine this summer, man. Yeah, and look, Demar improves his game every year, right? So maybe this will be the year he comes back and decides to play defense. But you know, I feel like it's I feel like it's a wash, man. He's just a very lazy defender, and his instincts are are, are pretty bad. Like, yeah. no, and look, and look. I think when, where, where Lowry and DeRozan go wrong sometimes, and again, I qualify this by saying they're overmatched, um, but like, they give up on the team sometimes. And as a leader, you can just never let go of that rope. You can never let go of that rope. And you saw it today, like, Kyle Lowry was awful on defense. He let Kyle Corver just cut to the rim like three, four times. Damar was awful on defense. His best defensive play was accidentally making uh, t- like running Kevin Love over, uh, and somehow that negated an open three. Right. That was his best defensive play, and he was just yep. getting scored on by J.R. Smith, by Kevin Love, by LeBron, whoever, man. Kyle Korver, Kyle Korver, yeah, yeah, George Hill, like everybody, like everybody, and like you cannot, if you're the leader, you cannot kick the can down the road. You just can't, especially when you don't have, you know, a next level supporting player with toughness like. I guess PJ doesn't even count. Basically just Bismack, right? Yep. Like, yo, but I mean, again, that's that's not necessarily on them. Like, we kind of knew this about them already, right? Like, we've seen this before. It's not necessarily surprising. Um, and while I love these dudes, and they've done, they do great in the regular season, they even they do great against everyone else except for the Cavaliers. Like, that's ultimately where it counts, and... The thing is, like, I think a player like DeMar can still work defensively if you have enough guys to hide him, right? Like, like, okay, like but we, we James Harden works. That. No, I agree. Like, James Harden works, right? Harden? James Harden yeah, works but Harden's he's... way better defensively than Kyle. I agree. Or than, than especially, at this, especially at this point. He's much, much better. Yeah. But it's like, it, with the Raptors, it's like, you can't keep playing catch-up like that. And and if you're just trying to hide DeRozan, it's like, how are you going to... It almost diminishes the fact that guys like JV have made, like, a lot of strides defensively. Yeah. But they come you know? secondary to DeMar. And that's what I mean, and that's just unfair. Like it's like, how, like how are you gonna penalize JV for not improving enough to make up for the deficit that you have with DeRozan's defense? Like I was extreme, honestly. I, the offense is whatever. Like I, I, you know how I feel about DeRozan in terms of his offensive game, but mm-hmm. it's the fact that his defense is so bad that it legitimately hampers the team's ability to get any kind of rhythm. Mm-hmm. And it, it it killed them this series, man. It like absolutely killed them. And it's not it's not all his fault, but you know he's he's definitely a, a large culprit in this. Yeah, he is. And that's that's the thing. As as a leader, you take the fall. And look, I'm sure Demar will be the first person to tell you that he didn't do enough in this series. And I'm sure he's going to say the right things. And you know what? He's a man about it. Um, 
and he takes responsibility, and I accept that, and I and I love that about him. It's nothing against him as a person, man, but just him as the player and the role that we need him to be. It's not enough. That's all. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's tough. It's a tough way to end the season. It really is. Like it, it, it almost it puts the improvements that he made and 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 the improvements we made as a team. It kind of just hides all that. It kind of masks all of that because how do you ignore the way that it ended, right? Yeah, you can, you can, and there's, there's sort of been a pattern of it. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, it's going to be a tough summer, of course. You're going to have a lot of questions. Um, you know, I think. Look, I ran a poll earlier today, and where am I at at this? And I just basically asked people like what they want to see happen, um, you know, with the team. And if I can actually just find this poll right here, great. There we go. <clears throat> Um, yeah, that 31 before this game. Yeah, yeah I, I said it before this game, but I also like retweeted and stuff. It's gonna be up for another two days as well. I figured like I want to want to capture like be, between the game sentiment, yeah, during the game fair. sentiment, and then after the game sentiment, right? Um, but only 14% of people want a total rebuild, and this is a, a sample size of 3,528 people so far. Um, 14% want to rebuild, so that's very low. And I said rebuild is like you know like get rid of the stars, get rid of the coach. Uh, 30% want to retool, which is, you know, package some of the supporting pieces, like keep Kyle Namar, find a third star with, like, I don't know, JV plus some prospects, uh, and fire Casey. 25% is keep the team pretty much the same except firing Casey. And 31%, which is still the overwhelming, or not overwhelming, still the leader right now, say bring it back, which is bring back everybody. But I don't know, man. The optics of this is tough. Like, it, how are you going to bring back everybody? Masai can only go to the press conference and say something nebulous like culture change one time. His his efforts should be concentrated towards scamming other people and not the, not the fan base. And I'm not saying he's scamming the fan base when he's a culture change. I think he did a lot of that. I'm just saying that, like, his job shouldn't be to sell it to the fan base in terms of how this team could come back. His job is to make this team better so that, you know, fans do come back to it naturally. Um, yep. and I just, I just don't know how you sell it. And it's, I just feel like someone's going to take the fall, man. And I feel like, you know, it's easier to move a coach than anyone else. Um, even though I don't think it's completely on Casey, but I mean, like when you see things like putting baby in the game and losing 10 points because of that, like, yeah, doc, this I, is a cav, this is LeBron freaking James and you put baby. Yeah. I mean, the human's G string. Come on, man. <sighs> You can't. It's like it's like you said, right? Like it's it's hard to pin the blame on any one person, but given the cap situation and just given how mm-hmm. hard it is to kind of change a roster, change the makeup of a roster, it's definitely easy to to just change the coach and still have that organizational stability and and things like that, maintain some of that mm-hmm. and hope that some new ideas, a fresh new voice can change things. I think that's the most easy, obvious thing to do, but I, I I just question whether that's enough. Yeah, I don't think it will be. I yeah. don't think so either. I mean, it ultimately depends like what your goal is, right? Like, yeah, I think yeah, there's a chance that they fall back. I think you and I were talking about this online. We were basically saying that if you bring everybody back, which given I'm, that, I'm in favor of. Yeah, like everybody, including Casey. Yeah, yeah. If you bring everybody, including Casey, back, there's a real chance that they fall back just because it's hard. It's like these are humans. Like, how do you galvanize 
them again. Like, what's the narrative that they're forming their team around? What's the narrative that they're coming together for? Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's no, there's no change our style of play thing anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, they what, did what there's no change the supporting cast either because the supporting cast was, you know, was good. Was was good. They really were good. Like, the yeah. supporting cast is never supposed to be there to make up for your stars. Right. And, and I think that's probably the, that's part of the issue there, right? So. So yeah, so it's like. How, there's a chance that they fall back, but you know, more realistically, they're going to be hovering around 50 wins again. Mm-hmm. But you could change Casey, but again, what are you really accomplishing? Like you're you're kind of just still stuck in that 50 win range, which then begs the question: Is it really worth it? Like, what what are you aiming to do here? Yeah, but I mean, that's the que- I mean, part of the question is with the Raptors this summer, especially if you're Masai's, you have to decide what are your what are your goals for the organization um, and how much of the organization's problems are a problem specific to facing LeBron and how much of it is an actual problem with the team, the rest of the team as a whole. Maybe it doesn't really matter. If your goal is to win a championship and you have to beat LeBron eventually, then it shouldn't necessarily matter. You're just, not enough is just not enough to, regardless of the circumstance. But if their goal is to run it back, and chances are pretty good they want to run it back. Like If we're being honest about it, they're ahead of schedule in their three-year uh, window, right? Like the Masai said, three years. We're re-signing these guys for three years. This is this is you know this is our chance. Whatever they're going to make a push, and I think they're way ahead of schedule with all these guys developing so fast that it it sort of accelerated expectations. But like realistically, like this is how everyone felt after last season, and yet yep. somehow we over the course of the year, and obviously the Raptors winning 59 games and number one seed and everything like that factored into it. But people bought in. Because the, the the players actually played better, and I, I just I don't know I could see it happening again. I, I just think that it, it's ultimately kind of tough. <sighs> yeah, it's it's, it's, not easy, it's a tough one. And the other thing is that I think they're kind of stuck in bringing everyone back just because it's not hard to get um, some of these contracts off your books, right? And I think Zach Lowe and Kevin Arnovitz were talking about it today in their podcast, and they were basically saying that. And I and I tend to agree with this. Ibaka Ibaka's not tradable. That's the first thing. Unless you're plugging yeah, in sweetener. You're taking I back think, negative salary for Ibaka. Yeah, I think you're pretty much eating Ibaka's salary the way it stands. Yeah. Um Lowry, I feel like Lowry's a, a unique case because I don't think he's gonna get you back enough in a trade mm-hmm. that it's worth trading him. Like you're not you're not gonna get like a top tier prospect. You're not gonna get Anything that'll push you over the top compared to what Lowry can actually provide for you on the court because of his salary, because of his age, like you might as well just keep him. He's that good. Um, yeah. I, I just don't think you're going to get enough back. Like, wh- what do you think is the best case for what you get back for Lowry? I mean, you got to find a team that would actually want Lowry in the first place, and not a lot of. Con- I mean, I'm sure Lowry would do great on a contending team, but like. I mean, it's hard, right? That's what I mean. Yeah, it's like, hard. It's hard to find a contending like team. Maybe that could San Antonio, take like maybe a San Antonio type team. He right? said he wanted to go there, but like San Antonio looked at him. San Antonio was like, mm, "We're good." Yeah, we're good. They're on that Dejounte Murray tip right now. Anyway, like, what would it? What would a team even give back? Right? They're not going to give you back an amazing prospect. Like they're yeah. they're taking on sixty million in salary. I mean. Um, like I could see like the Denver Nuggets maybe wanting him just because they don't they need a point guard so badly, but like who are you realistically going to get back for that? Right, like 
I don't know, sign and trade Will Barton or some shit like that. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's, I don't it's need not the great. again. It's fine. Right. It's not great, right? And, yeah. and in that case, you might as well just keep him. Like, he's he's yeah. one of the – he's probably still your best player. Yeah. Um, and then and then you look at it, and it's probably DeMar, man. It's probably DeMar, man. It's probably DeMar because he's young enough in the sense that there's still – the possibility that he maintains this level through mm-hmm. purpose of his contract. He has, way more star, he has way more star power than Larry. That's the thing. He has star power, right? Like, mm-hmm. he's the guy who averaged, you know, he has longevity, he has star power, he's, you know, flashy in the sense, in, in reputation and things like that, right? I think that stuff counts. Like, wouldn't a team like, I think the teams that Zach Lowe threw out there was basically Dallas, Charlotte, and the Lakers or whatever. Mm. Those are the teams he threw out there. He wasn't actually speculating or anything. But, you know, teams like that, like, it makes sense for them to, to aim to get a guy like DeRozan, like a proven all-star. Like, that's a step up for them. Yeah. So, I don't know if it happens, you know, but outside of JV, that's probably the main guy, main salary that you can trade easily. Yeah. It's depressing, man. It's and JV depress- had the highest plus minus in the series. Like, on off numbers, his, his, his were the highest. DeMar was the lowest. Yeah, I don't want to sound like the hive, but damn. I, I really like uh, honestly, the hive was vindicated in this series. Like JV was awesome. JV should have played. Dark timeline, man. We're we're talking about the hive being vindicated. We're talking about Pat- yo. Can we? Can, no, we got to save a couple minutes for Patrick oh, Patterson. God, get out of here, man. Yo, you know what? The, the hive was not vindicated on Patrick Patterson. All right. No. No. Yeah, you want to talk about tasteless? This man was t- tasting some. Tasteless this man was putting tea. up the tea emoji, like tea sipping emoji. Like Bro, my this guy man got roasted. You're <laughs> at home. <laughs> this man got this man got three points at home and, and one rebound, and he roasted. He got roasted at home, man. Let me just pull up some of the tweets, man, because it was ooh, jeez, he's not coming back to Toronto ever. But like, what is he really aiming to accomplish? Mm. Like, the T emoji is basically like I told you so type of shit, right? Mm. So it's like, what are you? What did you really prove here? Like you had a horrible season the moment you left. Mm. <laughs> like, like what is there to say? <laughs> Why is Patrick Patterson of all people talking shit? If it was Demario Carroll, at least I'd understand because he was rejuvenated. Yeah, yeah. But Patrick Patterson left and Dude. had a, had the worst season of his career. He went from eight points five rebounds to three points one rebound. It was the worst season of his career. Easily. Dude, uh, yo, this man got roasted. Look, if you're a depressed Raptors fan and you need a little bit of a pick-me-up, go to Patrick Patterson, go to his account, go look at the most recent tweet he had, the frog and the, the T emoji, and just read the comments. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> it's savage, man. Someone screen-capped your tweet and got 210 likes on it just on a screen-cap. That's, that's, that's clout right there. That's so why you on the fan flight, man. <laughs> yep. Yep. Apparently, DeRozan was really good in the post post game stuff. Everyone was like commending him for being vocal and thoughtful about his questions. So cool. Shout out to DeRozan. Shout out to DeRozan. DeRozan the man. I love the man. DeRozan the player. Not enough for what the Raptors need. Yep. It's gonna be a long summer. It's gonna, it's be, gonna be a long summer. Hey, listen, we we did the three thing. We did the three stars for the series. We went OG, Larry, o, JV. I don't know which order, but JV, Larry, and OG. All right. Who's the Gerald Henderson from this series? 
gotta be it's gotta be Kyle Korver. It's gotta be either Kyle Korver or Jared Smith. I was gonna say Jared Smith. It's Jared Smith, and Kyle Korver's still good. Okay, can I just can I just read you a stat that is one hundred percent accurate? <laughs> sure. Jr. Smith shot seventy six point nine percent from three. <laughs> from three. <laughs> he oh also was great on defense against Demar. He also shot sixty three percent from the field. Yo, this guy shot seventy seven percent. I think the Raptors collectively, if you add up all their percentages, shot seventy percent from three. You know what game killed me? Or what play killed me when uh, I think it was DeRozan guarding J.R. Smith. Or, no, C.J. Moss guarding J.R. Smith, who for some reason decided to drive to the basket. Mm. And for no reason, Larry started, like, helping off of Kyle Korver in the corner. Fuck. And J.R. Smith just kicked it out to him, and it was just money. And I'm like, bro, like, why oh. are you helping on J.R. Smith? You're six feet tall. Like, what are you doing? That was emblematic of, the, of this game, man. The Raptors just were super sloppy, and the Cavs' execution was on point. Yeah. No, it's it's night and day. Like, right down to everything from, like, the poise the Cavaliers had, the um, the type of execution they were doing. Like, when they set screens, people are forced to move, and it's hard to yep. get over those screens. When the Raptors set screens, people just move around them easily. It's like water yep. around a rock. Like, it's just... Right, right pass, right? Like an like, aimless screen. Dude, Kyle Korver was like, was setting better screens than Marching Gortat out there. I don't, I don't, I don't understand. The Raptors have one guy that can set screens. Well, t- maybe two. I guess Kyle's a good screen setter. But like, it's just JV. Whereas everybody in the Cavs can set screens. LeBron can get whatever switch he wants. I think, I think that kind of speaks to another point. I know we're kind of rambling on this podcast, That's but like, man. no, no, it's, it's cool. I think people are all obviously eulogizing as well, but. Yeah. It's like the Raptors as a team, like, the physicality is just not there. Mm. Like, they just gotta be a lot tougher. Like, I, it's not, not to be like all the talking head, like, fucking sports radio shit, but like, the, the way the Raptors play, they're just a soft defensive team. Like, you know, yeah. it's like, um, someone was mentioning this stat. I think it was Mike Zavagano or whatever from Cavs Twitter. I don't know who, he, I don't know if you know who that is. Sure. But yeah. he's, he's a guy that did some of their Raptors Republic preview stuff. Yeah, he was, he was good. Yeah. He was basically tweeting about how like the, the secret about the Raptors is that they struggled against good offenses all year. Mm. Like despite being a top five defense, they struggle against top offenses. And I think part of that is just they're, they're just not a tough defensive team. Like they're kind of sloppy. They don't fight hard over screens. They're kind of lazy about shit. They're undisciplined when, when, when the really top-notch offenses come around, and that, that this is what happened today. Like, this is what happened all series. Yeah. I, I thought, for the most part, their offense was okay. It was better than it's been in the past. I mean, the it, defense... it should have been better, though. And, right. and I guess that comes down to, like, DeMar. DeMar should have been better offensively. Everyone else yeah. is a, a, about as what you would expect everyone else to be. It's right. just DeMar was not good. And, and then they got like 10 points him. below his average. Yeah. And then they got roasted on defense. Just completely roasted. Yeah. Well. I mean, it was a good year otherwise. I'm, I'm sure when we, when more time passes, we'll appreciate this season for what it was. Um, there were a lot of good moments, but yeah, it's a, it's a bitter ending. Bro, do the Raptors always have to end their seasons shitting all over themselves? Like, do they have to do this? It's, it's, it's it's just annoying, man. Don't do this to us. Every single time, the lasting memory of the Raptors is they can hardly play basketball. 
It's so it's so weird because like even round one it felt like they made progress. Yeah, they just played like themselves. And then the crab series happened, and even game one it was like wow we were yeah. almost there, but yeah, uh, yeah, harsh. Yeah, thanks for doing this podcast, and thanks for <laughs> and and honestly thanks for being available for a whole ton of these men. If you would <laughs> like to support harsh, listen to the defeated pod. Yes, just listen to Defeated. Uh, we'll probably be back at that now that we need something else to talk about. Yeah, legit, um, legit. I gotta, I gotta maintain my weekly averages of like sixteen podcasts. You know, you and Blake both need to start napping. Start. Yeah, I've been start, napping fine. Start sleeping nine hours a day, bro. I just write ten things on my phone. <laughs> Blake writes like a whole recap. Like, uh, I'm gonna lock. Uh, someone needs to lock Blake in his room and make him sleep. Seriously, man, Blake, please. Like two like, Take a vacation. You know, like. If I see Blake writing about summer league, Blake, don't do it. I might, I might delete his account. Don't, don't write about uh, who is it? Uh, Scott Machado. Don't write about Scott Machado <laughs> in summer league, bro. I don't want to see nothing about Scott Machado. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you thought Baby was going to be the only only Brazilian basketball player on this podcast. But you were Blake's, Blake's going to write like five years after Hassan Whiteside was a Raptor, like a <laughs> retrospective piece. Like, like, please, man. Oh, Blake. Yeah. The hardest working one out here, man. And yo, and yo, and finally, thank you to everyone that supported the podcast, man. I mean, um, you know, the podcast, 10 things, everything, the coverage. Anyone that retweeted one of Harsh's booty memes, thank you. That that got us That's, clout. Seriously, thanks. that got us clout, man. It really, I'm I'm very appreciative of people who fucked with the content this year. Yeah, um, and also, you know, thank you to all the people that filled in and you know were guests on the Reaction Podcast. Uh, I'm gonna hope to hit everyone here, and I apologize to anyone you know if if we missed you, but thanks to Blake, uh, Zarar. Uh, Vivek, um, Assad, Sahal, Sahal, um, Kian, Kian, Sham, Sham. <laughs> Dog, there's so many. Probably, I mean, I don't know. Wolfon probably did this podcast with me. A lot yeah. of people, a, a lot, lot of people, people, man. Sorry to whoever you forgot. Reynolds probably did it. Yeah. I think. I don't know if I got Josh this year. Probably not, but you know. A lot of people, man. A it was lot a of good people. season. It was really a good season, but sucks it had to end this way. It always ends this way, baby. But we'll yeah. always be back. All right, peace. Peace, man.